This is the Green Strength Podcast with Lucius Tyree IV, where the mission is building strength, enhancing performance, and uplifting consciousness. So tune in with the mind, body, and spirit, and let's get moving. I feel like I've been, I haven't recorded in a while. It has been a couple weeks. Been gone. Sick. Seems like everybody's been sick. It's great. And not Something. just COVID. No, I, but that's, that's always the weird thing is I felt like I knew what I had. Like I had this, this sinus infection mm-hmm. and it could have been COVID, right? But everybody, their first thing is always is COVID. Yeah. And then you're like, well, this is a little different uh, symptoms than everything I've read. And then everybody's like, well, it's, on, it's in all forms. Yeah. So then it's like, well, how are you going to feel if I pass away from this sinus infection? Does that change the way we go? I don't know. <laughs> it's such a weird world out there. Yeah. Uh, just love everybody. Yep. Yeah, I'm just getting over mine. So my voice may still be a little uh, gravelly here. Yeah. A little lower octave. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, the sinus infection. I went and I did the COVID test. I've had COVID and all that and hoping it wasn't that again man we don't have to say whether we uh on which side of the fence we're on we won't have to go down that world but uh <laughs> yeah. I this did is see not a, that podcast. i did see a funny sh- shirt and it said um trans vaccinated said i'm not vaccinated but i identify as being vaccinated oh my god i was like well, wow that is uh most people that are listening to this you can probably picture it's like when we've talked about like the hypothetical healthy person you can probably picture a couple different types of people that would fit that shirt really well that are you know their target market doesn't buy the size us small being some oklahoma boys <laughs> you can definitely get a picture of that uh, but it's you know i had a conversation with professor um gustavo who's in town from the university and uh, a black belt under Salo and Shanji Ibero. And he's had a, just a little nagging back injury, some things that happened. Um, he's a smart guy, super uh, into fitness, into kettlebells, into, I mean, look at his resources. He's around Steve Cotter all the time. He's been able to be around David Weck. So he, I always love when he's around because like we have, good conversations about the source but just that nagging little back pain the last couple days and when I was talking to him he pretty much kind of like identified like where it came from and it's not you know a couple weeks ago and Shanji was in town they were having a little bit more fun lifting (coughs) you know lifting a little heavier and stuff and kind of um just that that time when he hasn't done that a lot and I guess the moral of this is it's all. It's not that that was bad and it injured him. It's more of like, okay, he just didn't think afterwards and kind of changed the balance for a little bit and allow that to recover and stuff. So it's kind of caught up in his nagging. Now, he already knows what to do. Like we all kind of know what to do. It's, this is the same, literally the, the same thing I went through myself with, with my nagging ongoing injury and what I have to do to keep myself able is... Now, let me step back one more time and tell another part of this story. Before I was talking to 
Gustavo before he showed up this morning. I was talking to, to Sean Smith, you know, uh, physical therapist at the Ark when I was in there. And I was joking around. I was like, man, back pain. Like, I'm just seeing this low back, this little SI, this and that on just everybody nowadays. Like, it's so much more prevalent. And we were kind of laughing because, like, I was like, isn't the answer, like, literally just rest and start hammering your planks and your side planks and your dead bugs and your bird dogs? And we just chuckled at that because that is the solution, right? And so... When Gustavo was in there, just that simple conversation of like, look, man, you know that you and I, although we do all these good things, you know what we're like super strong in. And let's think of the things that we're not super strong in. And it's just like going back to these basic things, whether it's band walks, you know, he knows how to do band walks, but of just giving him the intention of something you and I have been working on, that internal rotation of the hip and um, getting into the upper glutes um, is a game changer. And everybody starts to see like, oh man, I'm really weak here. It's like, well, that's probably, that's that weakness that's facilitating into something else. Um, so where that, where that kind of came in with Gustavo and myself is we swing the shit out of kettlebells. Our glutes should be functioning, functioning just fine. Um, but you look at like, we've overdeveloped certain parts of the glutes, underdeveloped certain parts of the glutes. Uh, we've thrown their timing off, not just side to side, but, you know, with gait, like with adductors, with hamstrings, that whole relationship of things. So I think that like when you start to think about that stuff a little bit, and that's what every week we talk about, it's just like thinking about the basic stuff. But when you start to say, like a bridge is not a bridge until I start to think of the sequence of operation and like what I need to get out of this bridge. And it's been interesting to see how just doing simple stuff like band walks single leg bridges side planks showing a different very couple different variations of side planks as we did yesterday just so that people like people can find the variation that's giving them the best starting point you know you and tara um did a little bit different variation of side plank you guys were a little bit more extended at the hip the whole time but you owned that you knew how to get into that Whereas I kind of went to that other variation at the start um, because I was looking at, you know, a couple common denominators in there. It's like, all right, to, for them to really feel the obliques, get the glutes, get all this connected, they're going to have to be kind of put in an, uh, a different position, just a different variation. Yeah. So the moral of, of all that is it just goes back to like, it's not just the exercise, but it's like, what is the intention of the exercise? So then how do I apply that exercise with quality intention into myself to get the benefit I need? Is it that exercise? Is it that exercise done third, fourth, fifth, later down the line or, or first? There's so many interesting variables and it's not daunting stuff. I think it's just like conscious, intentional time of you know either learning anatomy and starting to figure some stuff out um and then also having better you know mind muscle connection and kind of like figuring those things out on yourself and then putting them to uh better understanding when somebody breaks it down yeah i you know that's one of those things that um does take time and it's again why i always say i i couldn't imagine trying to figure a lot of those things out on my own 
right? Because having a, a coach that has for the last few years been been working with, a consistent coach over time to learn about that because just it's not something that after a month that I was like, oh, you know what? I'm feeling really weak in this certain capacity. It's like it took a lot of time to yeah. really start to kind of understand how things were working. And then getting injured actually was really interesting because you're talking about the side planks and funny that it's like I injured my ankle, but sort of these different side plank variations were a big part of my rehab to work on strengthening that whole outside of the Lateral body ankle from, stability. from top to bottom, all the way down to the ankle involved doing side planks. And, but also then learned that that ended up being a pretty big weakness for me. Like this was a really hard thing for me to do. And it's like, I need to probably focus on that a little more. And that's the hard part too, I think, is when you when you do start to spend time working on all these various movements, learning about yourself, and then finding those weaknesses, it's then having to like have that confidence to say, okay, well, I guess I got to go work on these because nobody wants to actually work on the stuff they're weak at either. Right. They want to, hopefully, that they're weak at the top, the lockout of their squat or their bench press. You know, like that gives them like, yeah, I can break that down, do board presses, do pin presses, whatever it is. You know, when most of us figure out that we're weak at basic human shit, that's kind of what it all goes back to. And you did make a good point. I don't expect anybody to really figure this out unless they're really dedicated, unless they're passionate about the field. I can I can expect people to develop mind-body connection, even without understanding a bicep as a bicep, you know, but they might understand and learn their body over time. doesn't mean they can solve things, but their connection to themselves is there. Um, but I don't like, I don't understand, like, I don't think anybody should know this stuff. And what I mean is like, what's funny is having this 10, 15 years of watching it, it's really been more recently when it all just like, I'm, I chuckle, like I see it every day. And then I realized like, man, like my expertise is very similar to watching Raphael over these last 12 years. It's like he just dumbs everything down to the simplest stuff. And it's like, when I look at all these common flaws and common weaknesses and stuff, it's just like, man, we just got to go back to the very simple basics. And it doesn't take away from all the stuff we were doing. It enhances that, but it, it does take time and focus. And it's stuff that I think people just get bored with. Like, I, I for some reason, it's an ego killer when you are can hardly do the band walks. You know, your butt's burning so bad. Like, people would just, like, would rather give up on that and just start the workout. And it's like, no, well, if we're talking about a sequence of operation and we're trying to get the glutes, the hamstrings, like, your gait pattern to fire efficiently, then, like, these are all steps that need to be taken. So I don't know. Yeah. And that, yes, I mean, all of that, because, and that was, again, going through a lot of my recovery, I felt like doing those warm-ups where we, you know, every time I come in, it's like, okay, do the band walks, do, um, you know, I was doing single leg, uh, like deadlift type patterns and just stuff that is, is pretty basic, not fancy sexy but right. it's like man i need to do these 
every day. And that's sort of like the agreement I've made with Scott, physical therapist. That's like, okay, now still do these things, you know, even though you're recovered and you're released and all this, but you need to be weaving these things in. And it's like, got to do, find a, find a place. And it's not, you know, again, it's like, you tell me to come in and do dead bugs every day. And I'm like, why do I have to do that as part of every, like all the time, (laughs) you know, I, I feel like a bad coach. You know, like I feel that's, that's an honest, that's an interesting thing to think about. It was like, I feel like I don't give people when I program for people right now, like I've got some new guys that are kind of following, dude, this is a strength conditioning program. Like I didn't try to tailor it around. I took hardcore strength conditioning programs that have stood the test of time and I put it out and it is systematic. It is it's got progression week by week. I'm going somewhere with this. Any badass strength conditioning coach or power lifter or just real lifter would say yes. Like they would agree with this. But all my regular f- folks have started it. They're used to just a little bit more variety. They're used to a little bit more like there's not that stuff every day that kind of gives us that little fatigue at the end. There's not, you know, these variations of all these push-ups and this and that. And it's like, that was all, that's just a bunch of horse shit anyways that you're doing. Like, you're not getting quality of it. You're getting fatigued and tired. Here's a program that, and it's hard to get past week three in a program without people kind of getting bored at something. And mm-hmm. it's like, dude, I'm not going to ask you to do six straight weeks of the same sets and reps over and over. But I might ask you to do three. Okay, one time we become familiar with something. Two times is our chance to to do a little better now that I'm familiar with it. And three times, your third time is your chance to, you should be able to beat everything you've done now going forward. And that third time, you're confident, you did your heaviest or best stuff then. And then when we come back to that exercise one day, look where you restart at. Your first time is your third time. And you continue that process. It's a simple progression. We as humans don't like to do that. I mean, that's just our our psyche. So, but for somebody that does get bored, this actually raises kind of a question: Is a sort of a three week cycle there on that, and then switching it up? I mean, is that in your mind then sufficient to really get the you know the progression within the, that those things you're doing? Like, I'm going to have this three week program, but I get bored easily. I don't want to do it for eight weeks. I'm going to do three weeks and then I'm going to do something different. And then maybe some people come back. I mean, you're, you still think that's sufficient to get uh, the kind of gains and progression that, that people would still be interested in. Because I think a lot of people have in their mind, right? If you look at a lot of other programs, they do talk about, and who know, I mean, very lengthy time periods or like, these are the five exercises you're just going to do forever, which is, which is boring. So, yeah, you know, to keep right. people, weaving in new things i mean i guess i'm curious on your take on that about three weeks like you know people are going to drop off anyway so Mm -hmm. um but still that three-week cycle still works well let's let's just throw i think anything can work so let's say that we'll change the exercise every week that's that probably happens the most Mm -hmm. right people just start throwing variety if you're going to change the exercise every week maybe i did a dumbbell bench press in week one for 10 reps at a certain tempo or whatever, like, you know, certain variation. <clears throat> I wanted to do something different in week two, but maybe week seven, week eight, I decided to come back to dumbbell bench press. Okay. My objective is to do better than the performance I did in week one. 
whether like a 1% is like literally our thing in strength. Um, So you could switch every week. Are you going back to things and remembering and like making actual slow progression on those? So although it might be week one, seven, 13, 15, that dumbbell bench press, I still consciously progressed on. Or I evaluated, since I am throwing so much variety in every week and changing, am I doing something that kind of fatigued me, that I lose a little bit on this from the time one? Where am I looking at that? You're going to have to do a lot of looking and a lot of digging when there's a lot of variety. When there's a systematic program, it kind of shows itself up. Mm -hmm. But no, so like people, I think people just need to take, not like take, it it could be mental notes, like have understanding of what you're hitting and have times when you know like hey if i'm going back to this dumbbell bench press and i can't outdo what i did in week one i can feel it i'm tired then you know your your kind of ranges to go to that's the biggest thing is people having their let's just make it up and say heavy medium light you know like you know your ranges like today needs to be this because of fatigue or whatever but as far as like following something for weeks you can change so many things over those weeks too those three weeks we could change the reps we could change the tempo we could change a little bit of the variation in the exercise but it's just it's kind of like building upon these things over time and know that if i don't come back to things and progress on them and give them their due then i've got a lot of numbers and a lot of data and that doesn't do a whole lot i need to kind of at times you know, scale them into certain things. You've got to use the data for something. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's wrong with having, you know, like two two weeks on, two weeks more variety? And we're just talking about a million different things here. I mean, unless if fitness and health is your objective, then fun and, you know, functionality and just like being consistent is number one. But with the stuff you're doing, you can start taking a little bit more conscious approach and progress in those things over time. But you could be a variety of how you add them in. And that's very much how my training is uh, now. Very intuitive. Uh, do everything with the day-by-day approach. The days of me going to sleep, dreaming about the heavy squat day, and all that stuff are, are completely gone. And I've kind of had, I've trained that out of myself in, in on the dark side. But I have the, I can't have those dreams anymore. Like I go in there and I start to do my dead bugs and I start to see how my body is functioning from that level. And that tells me everything I, I need as I'm going forward. And if I'm starting to feel spry and springy and my back's feeling good and my dead bugs are feeling great, I don't need a whole lot of volume on those. Those are just little testing things to, all right, next step, next step, next step. Now I'm swinging the kettlebell. All right, today's, you know, heavy swings i feel it i might be able able to even deadlift but i'm still systematic with all that i still uh have got to honor like you know recovery and all that so everything can work people just have to realize that the more variety the more play that they want to have the more they can't you know make excuses about the program and stuff like that's you know they've got to kind of tidy things up yeah well i think for me it's like like I said, if it, part of it, it's the enjoyment of it. It's like I've managed to get through because a long time ago it was like I don't want to work out. It's not fun. I don't enjoy it. And of course, had in my head, it's like 
that idea of that I do, well, I've got to come to the gym and I've got to do the same exercises every day for eight weeks. Otherwise I'm not getting anything out of it. That was, I mean, that was my impression before I really started doing anything. And like, that is boring. Like that's not fun um, for me. And I think for a lot of people, it's like that. Uh, but once, you know, you find the thing that you do enjoy and then it was just building the consistency first. Like you said, that's first is you got to show up first. Right. And then now starting to get in a little bit more to, okay, what are some things that I can start to focus on that progression? But still, we do mix it up. We, we mix it up all the time, but we're always coming back to variations of the same things, right? Maybe you're uh, changing the way you do that dumbbell bench press. Maybe today it's floor press. Maybe tomorrow it's on the bench. But you're all, you know, last night, for example, like we alternated arms and maybe changed the reps a little bit. And so it's like, okay. Well, I've been, I'm now to the point where it's like, okay, well, based on that rep and how many sets we're doing, I can kind of intuitively know like, this is the weight that I'm at. And then I know that maybe here in a month or so, like I'm going to, I'm going to push this one a little bit harder and go up a weight and, yeah. and just slowly start to push that a little bit more but that's, time. But that's being a trainee. That's what you do intentionally. You're thinking about that. Like, I know you remember weights and things at certain places. Um, that's why on the other end of the spectrum, constantly throwing variety at everybody in our group because the message with most of them isn't i don't really care how much you lift anymore mm -hmm. like i care about you being consistent with quality so i might go against what i was saying earlier and, and like never repeat the same exercise it doesn't happen but like if it did i don't care because i'm picking movements and that's a good way for people to think of something, you know. You could have your compound lifts and more of your accessory lifts, so you can break them apart like that. But you can really pick you squat, you lunge, you hip hinge, you press, you pull, you know, you carry. So let's pick five different variations on each one of those. And let's kind of pick them in a in a variation of like, you know, harder down to more of like a single joint easier exercise, right? Well, cause, mix, mix and match. Because even like case in point on that, like if you just took the hinge and you said, okay, five different exercises, you could have a heavy deadlift is your like, mm -hmm. that's your hard thing. A cuttlebell swing, mm -hmm. a single leg hinge that focuses maybe a little more on the balance and a single leg. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. What's, what's a couple more, right? Those, those, are, those are like three vastly different. You things. could have a um, hip thrust. There you go. And you could easily do we did the single leg so you could do any sort of like um like band uh band pull throughs any extension there oh uh, yeah i love any, those any stuff like that i mean yeah so, so now you gotta yeah you've got an entirely so are you beat up today what's your hinge gonna be well pick you you just laid it out you're feeling good what's your hinge gonna be deadlift very much my programming right there like i if my back's really jacked up i know that i need to be doing a lot of single leg deadlift patterning and stuff like that to reinstill that hip and and all that just the timing i like that i, I mean that's something that i've i think dan john was where i first like saw it kind of laid out the i feel you know he called it like the easy strength well he just called it like the the basic human movements or something yeah. and, and and people have different ranges from like five to eight different movements depending on like who you look at and kind of how they how they they think about those things but it was sort of, you know, talking about, yeah, these are the basic things you need to do in a, in a 
today I'm going to go work out. Okay, well, you should do a squat, a hinge, a push, a pull, a carry. Uh, you know, sometimes people put in like rotational exercise, whatever. I mean, there's like different ways to look at that, but it's like now that's all you need to know to go program your own thing for the day. If you like show up, you're like, I don't really know what I want to do. Well, pick a hinge, pick a squat, pick a press, pick a pull. And like, you've got yourself a pretty good well-rounded day that you can go get something done. And like you said, you can do it then intuitively, which has been super helpful for me when maybe I, I can't make it to a class or, you know, we don't have class seven days a week, but I want to go, you know, on a Friday when we don't have a class, well, what am I going to do today? I don't need you to tell me what to do. Um, you know, maybe I'd ask you, but like, I could also figure it out myself because it's like, well, just pick these five movements and pick something out of each Mm -hmm. of those categories, which I think is a super valuable thing for people to be like, I don't know what to do in the gym. Even if you just did those five basic ones, push, pull, hinge, carry, uh, squat. Right. Like I, I mean, I love, I love traveling because I love, and and when I travel, I usually have a little bit of anxiety to myself. Like, Oh, I'm not going to work out. Same way I have gotten this routine. I might not even have my gym or whatever it is. And then you realize like, this is, this is the greatest, like being forced to just think and have a little fun and, and thinking logically, not just like, okay, I don't have anything I'm going to do. 100 burpees as fast as I can because that'll wear me out. You know, that's a good workout today. It's like, no, now I get the chance to like think, um, let's do some different push ups or let's do, you know, I want to, I need to push, I need to pull, I need to carry, I need to crawl. I just start thinking about movements. And then all of a sudden the workout, no matter what, it could be push up, pull up, lunge, crawl, squat, single leg deadlift. And if you did 30 minutes of good body weight play with that, it's a hell of a workout. Mm hmm. You know, so all, all the stuff falls into play. Really, I think the interesting thing that we, where we can spin this back to is that instead of just enjoying and just trying to figure this stuff out and sticking with things and being creative, we look what's fancier, what's quicker, what's newer. I believe, yeah, I know that's all right. What you guys are saying is right. It makes a logic sense, but you know. I know things don't work, but this something will help me. And like, we just, that's the thing where everybody's stuck. Everybody's literally stuck on arguing about all these diets, arguing about different strength conditioning programs, you know, instead of, of just stepping back and understanding that they all can work or finding the common denominator in all of them and applying it to themselves. That's the most like ironic thing with this stuff that's happening now is like, we are like learning to fight for what we believe in, but we have like no realization how it like applies to ourself or like what we actually need. So I find it absolute horseshit when somebody runs around and talks about like a diet and is like telling the mass majority of people like how to eat and that don't listen to other, like, you know, that there are other forms that are wrong. And it's just like, for who? Like, you can't, and what if what if you might, you know, actually function better another way, but, you know, your own ideology and your own you know, narcissism with that has just got you believing that you never would. It's just weird. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much stuff with that and tribal things of 
But then you look across history, like a quick Google search, and you and I can pull up on the computer and we can start finding tribes that ate grains and this and that. And it's like, come on, like what are we can find all this stuff everywhere that gives us evidence that everything worked. You know what didn't work, and we could find that real quick, is that a bunch of tribes eating processed foods and stuff like that. That's called the obesity that's worldwide now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so our problem really lies in between the deep world that's in it and the world that's caught up in the outside that doesn't give a shit about it. Everybody in the middle is kind of fine. You like kind of got your life figured out. You're, you're smart enough to just kind of not believe everything you hear, but realize that all these people preaching stuff kind of, they understand that real food, little sunlight, little exercise, good. So they just kind of chill there. And they also don't get too crazy. They're like, yeah, I still like my OU football. Go have a little tailgate and a few beers. They live in the middle. It's the extremes that are the problem. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's like that in everything, though. It is. Right? Like, I, right. That's politics today, right? Like, right. we're all a victim of all we hear are the extremes. And then when you actually see the reality, it's like, oh, well, we're actually somewhere in this broad gray middle, and it's not just black or white. How know? many people? Have, but it's, it's everything. It's everything is like that. How many people have criticized you, said anything political or rude? Um, given an opinion on if you were wearing a mask outside or not, like in the last six, a year, how many people have been an asshole to you? To me, none. And I could count on one hand the number of times I've actually seen it in public to somebody else. I've right. seen it. I mean, I've seen a couple people. Get on one hand. Yeah. And, you know, I've yeah. seen, um, you know, that I've per- personally witnessed right. and I've seen it like basically – in the grocery store twice, I've seen somebody be a little snarky about it. Mm-hmm. And but you saw yeah. similar things years before this, like just oh, any number of things, yeah, right. This, yeah. So my, I, I heard this and I started thinking about this the other day. Like, I, dude, I don't hear negative. Nobody's mean to me. Like, I don't see a lot of. I mean, granted, yes, there are times when you know we've all had these times, but that's in, in entire life. For the most part, all this negative shit is on the damn TV or in that phone or on that computer. It's the news that we're hearing that's getting us arguing. It's the fact that we can get, you know, sit here and dog other diets and go back and forth and build these camps on here. But like when we step out into the real world, like people really aren't being assholes. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think that we see so much. This is why I'm not on Facebook anymore because people say stuff in comments and it's not even anonymous on Facebook, right? People know who each other are and they will say stuff that they would never say to that person to their face. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know where that disconnect came that like, we're not face to face, but even if I know who that person is, they're willing to say things that you're like, if we were sitting down across from each other, like you and I are now, they would never say those things. And we've lost that humanity somewhere, that that disconnection between us and the other person through this this device and this technology has let people be, I don't know, it's like desensitized us to like the humanity that we should have. Yeah. It is the strangest thing to me. You go to the the comment section on on anything, like on Reddit or Instagram, you know, whoever, 
post something and like, I mean, like the other day I saw like Andre Galvao, right? Post something, jujitsu guy. And the number of comments of people that are just coming in saying like really crazy stuff that you're like, like you wouldn't say that to anybody in person. Like, what is it about that yeah. that makes people so bold? And I'll so, slap you too. Yeah. And like, right. so just vicious. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crazy. But that same thing is what's bled into this health and fitness stuff. You know, it's, um, the, the diets, like the, the dogmatic approach and how like literally they're just like fighting back and forth. And now all of the carnivores, Sean Baker, all these guys, it's just like a daily attack at like, well, we're no, there's no conversation about metabolic health. This is, and it's just like, okay, I, where the fuck is there going to be a conversation about metabolic health from, from who? From everybody that we all already agree and already know that don't essentially want to get us healthy. Like, well, all right, we're doing no good. We need to start just spreading some positive and we need to teach people how to eat food first, how to exercise correctly for the body first, and then go down the road of all these other avenues. If you want to go keto, cool. If you want to go down that other powerlifting program, cool. Like, figure out your way. But first, we have like a human code that we have to employ. And I think that does go everywhere. Like we just had mentioned, like not only do we have to be physically fit, but we've got to put good foods in our body. We've got to be working to become better, you know, community members. Like all of that stuff truly does give us life and strength at the end of the day. And I don't know, man, it's just, uh, it's weird. And it's weird of being in a position in one side of trying to figure out how to navigate around this because I like on one point, like I don't want to be in it involved in it, but then it bothers me that I can't make my point and like get people to see. So I'm like, I'm like caught in it. Something I don't want to be in. It's, it's hard. I think that this is there there, at some point there's also got to be some responsibility of us as consumers, right? Like you're, you're in the industry, right? Like you're an industry person. I know you, you probably hate me saying that, but you know what I mean? Like, so, so, so that, that world is, is your career. Somebody like, you know, the rest of us that are feeding into that, we're the consumers of it. Right. And there's, I think some responsibility for us to start seeing through this in general, and this doesn't apply to this, but in the context of like this world where somebody says keto is the way, like it's the way it is the way we have to be able to recognize that when they say that that's their platform trying to probably sell something and instead need to read that as it's a way. And like, that is a thing that can work for some people, but there are other options as well. And like, we just need to be smarter about this. We need to be smarter about the media that we're consuming and the things that are people, people are telling us and realizing that it isn't just the only way, right? And these people will spike up, get super popular. And like, this is, this is the way to do it. But like, you don't have to look that far to realize that like, there are other options there. This is just a way to do things, not the way, but like people get so tunnel visioned and then it's the confirmation bias and that's the problem too is that it's so easy to find that confirmation bias because you find that if if you buy into this guy that says keto is the way 
And then it's real easy to find other people like, yeah, it is the way. And so you're like, see, look, everybody agrees. Everybody agrees. And so it's so easy to go out and just ignore the stuff that may tell you there are other options and just only go, you know, follow and find and everything else, the stuff that agrees with you. Right. So it's, it's true. We are us as humans. I mean, we are all guilty of it. I mean, I could talk about it in like some career stuff. That's really scary about how, you know, we get our mind made up about something is true. And then we go look for information supporting it. That's why COVID and everything is just like so wacky right now because we get in our head that like, this is the right answer for this situation. And then it's really easy to go out and find all the supporting information for that, whatever you believe. And I've, I've, that's something of just humanity that I've always loved. I've always loved it. You know, well, this is like, look at this doctor, you know, he's got a PhD from Stanford and it's like, well, there's another PhD from Stanford who thinks the exact opposite. And they both have validation of history and credits it's like so you know we'll see these sides absolutely but it we do do those things those things are hilarious i mean i can't tell you how many times of now that like all right now that marijuana's become legal in certain places and has become very popular in the fitness world um it's funny to watch all the different people basically try to make these cases on certain things. Um, and my favorite is when people loved to put a little tobacco and mix it with their marijuana. And then, you know, like, Hey, here's somebody like myself who used to preach, like I smoked in college and like, that was something I got away from and I was totally against it. And I think it's nasty, but I could put a little tobacco in and enjoy that or a cigar you know, and so you just that like you find these ways, and where do we go? We go start looking back and talking about oh, how tobacco was in health stuff and enriched tribes, and you <laughs> yeah. find this stuff, and it's like, but wait a minute, maybe the usage of my tobacco is a problem, you know, and I don't know, just that kind of stuff is funny how you validate it, but it's like it can kill you and it can make you healthy. Right. It's what, who, and what, and when, and where, and why. Yeah. Um, but man, I, I think you're, you're totally right. The consumer has to be smarter and has got to look and it. That's what, I guess that's where I get caught up because I follow all these fitness influencers. Cause I just like to see, and I'm like, and see what they're putting in, like what they're saying and stuff. And, and what ends up pissing me off of being in this is I'm like, just saying the same shit over and over and you're just making up the same stuff or you saw literally somebody else do this cool little thing. So you just redid the post in your own language on your, and like, there's no way to say that you stole it. It's exercises. They've been around forever. Like all, nobody is making anything up right now. They, if they think they are, then come on, we gotta be smarter than that. Yeah. But it's just weird to like look and, and, I look at it and I'm like, wow, these people have built these giant followings and, you know, no, no offense, but it's like, it's a 26 year old trainer. It's like, there's, there's no way like, and I thought I could at 26 too. So, but I, I'm seeing it now. It's like, wouldn't anybody over 30, like any actual adults who are maybe are raising kids and stuff now start to say like, okay, I'm going to listen with a grain of salt. Cause they haven't put 20, 25 years in like this guy over here, but this guy over here doesn't have 60,000 followers and isn't 
literally putting every single day, every waking moment into capturing your attention. Mm-hmm. And it's just a it's just a weird thing. It is. I think what I would offer some unsolicited advice to the world out there for whatever it's worth is to always be skeptical. But I want to like put an asterisk on that. When I say be skeptical, I mean be skeptical of yourself and your own beliefs. Not just skeptical of like, oh, this guy's telling me that whatever, the carnivore diet is the only way to be healthy. I mean, obviously be skeptical of claims from people and say, okay, what is this guy's background? What is his knowledge? How long has he been talking about this stuff? How does, you know, how long has he been on that? You know, if he's been doing it for a month, well then what is, what the hell does he know what he's talking about? You know, he hasn't done this for a long term, but also be skeptical of ourselves because if you get into that habit of thinking that you found something that you are 100% convinced that it's, it's right. Like there's a pretty good chance that like there are other things that may be, or there's some nuance there or something like we have to stay skeptical of ourselves. And this is not just in like nutrition, health. It's like everything, like always be willing to consider the possibility that you're wrong because the second that you're just 100% convinced that what you know is absolutely right. You haven't put, like right, you're, you've put yet. blinders on, you put blinders on, you haven't heard enough perspective because so many of these things we cannot definitively prove is 100% the best way, mm-hmm. right? There's no way that this guy can prove that 100% carnivore diet is the best way. He can't. Like, that's just that there's just too much evidence to not the contrary. Time, not enough, too many variables. Too many variables and too many, and, and that could be anything. It's whatever you hear on the news, it's whatever, whatever you've convinced yourself is 100% true. Be willing to consider that maybe that's not 100% true like be willing to consider that maybe you're wrong because that'll at least open you up to the possibility that maybe there's some nuance here that i'm missing maybe there's something that's it's it's somewhere in between you know and that's where we can look at what kind of general principles do we feel pretty strongly this goes back to the green shrink pillar of eat real food right like this is something that is the underlying principle of all these various things if you want to eat healthy we know that it starts with real food and so like that's something that like okay, I can feel pretty strongly that that's a really good starting point. And I can now look down some of these other paths, but I'm going to always stay skeptical of my own beliefs that like, I'm never going to let myself be convinced hundred percent that the Mediterranean diet's the right way. The keto diet, the whatever is 100% the right way, because like, there's always more nuance and we never have all the information and things change. So if you become 100% convinced on something, you're, you've found at that time you're sitting in the wrong room. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like okay, it's okay to to get down something and be like, dude, I think this is the the freaking way. I've been training for 15 years and I figured this out and I'm pretty convinced that this is it. Then really what that's like my little shadow work there what I'm kind of talking about is like time for me to go step in a room where everybody's smarter than me. Like time to get this flipped upside down for me to continue to learn. And Maybe it's only 1% that I was wrong. And maybe it's 99%. That's not the point. The point is like, there's always room to keep learning. There's always room to keep perspective and and the change. So I think you're spot on with that. And this is like, honestly, I think this is the greatest like health advice out there. Because like, really, we're just talking about being conscious, being skeptical of all the things that are trying to sell you. And that would be my biggest message to people. Not like be skeptical of things, but like you don't need anything 
You don't need anything right now. Sure, if you got an undisposable income, then cool. We can use a lot of cool stuff and we can figure out ways to make things work. But, you know, it's a, like I was telling Hiley, a guy that I just started, I love, I love this guy I just started working with. And he's cool. He'll be around. He'll stick with it. But like I could already tell, like, it's like, you don't really think I gave you that much. Like, dude, I'm like gun to the head. If I had to get you in the best shape in my life, this is exactly where I would start. This is exactly how I'd start. doesn't feel like much right now, but if we keep driving, I'm going to teach you something that you're going to have forever, that you can then teach to other people. And it's going to be an understanding and an understanding of how to eat for yourself and how to control this shit. And so, but it's, it's weird because I didn't just flip his world upside down and make everything extreme. I more so said he could kind of do what he's doing, but we need to make a couple of small little changes, you know? And it's like, what about, I know, like, I know he didn't give you much, just two weeks back to the two weeks, like yeah. two weeks, you know? And <clears throat> what if I did take six shit meals out in two weeks? We made a lot of change. You know, we save hundreds and hundreds yeah. of really bad quality, yeah, excessive calories. But this is a guy who's done different types of, of diets and stuff. This is a, a guy who's worked with one of those uh, physique coaches that used to be here in the in the metro, and to so where he thinks is I've got to be taking pictures of all my meals. They've got to fit a certain macro. They've basically got to be under these food choices. I've got to do a lot of cardio. Um, and that's just, that's the world that the uneducated know. It's the only way to get sheep to look like something is just put these simple guidelines out there. And that's not life. That's not health. That's not knowledge. That's not any of that. And you can gain all that other stuff by gaining the system, which is just like figuring shit out. So, it's fun to kind of work with him where it's like, I'm not going to throw all this stuff at you now. Like if you stick with me and you have extreme goals, there's going to be times when my simple advice is going to be extreme because we are going to utilize things, those paths you were talking about. But where are you and I starting from? Well, these next couple of weeks and a month, I'm going to get you to a place that now you and I are starting from. Right now you're starting from shit. Like, so like, what, what do you want me to just start throwing all my, my tools at you, get to a place to where we can start chipping away. And the irony with that is it's more valuable. It's usually better, you know? I mean, because like I said, the worst thing that could happen that I don't want anybody to invest time and money on is to go through a period of time to even accomplish a look, an aesthetic look for a short-term window, but then have no clue how to hold on to it or get it back without doing that same bullshit again that they didn't enjoy. Like that's not unless you are a competitive physique athlete, you don't you don't get that grind. And we'd say the same thing to jujitsu people. If you are not a competitive jujitsu athlete, you don't need to be in there beating yourself up with jujitsu. It needs to be enhancing your life. And so you know, that stuff has got to be, that's kind of where I think in a lot of our conversations, we can kind of confuse people. It's like, well, man, you're always talking about quality, kind of resting, taking it easy. And it's like, yeah, but that's because when we need to employ the hard, we want to be in a position where we can employ the hard. 
you guys don't employ the hard because you try to do it too much. And so it's not hard. And that's, you know, that's that mental battle of being able to, to believe in that and, you know, hold those, hold those bullets. But look at the, the badass martial artists that we've been able to be around. Some of the best jujitsu practitioners in the world. Shanji is an insane example of this. How savage is Shanji? I mean, killer, savage human being, but slow, soft, always taking his time. You know, like he literally saves that savagery juice for the moments he needs it. And I think he should be a prime example of somebody that we can look up to and be like, okay, that's that's that breath. That's somebody who's not taking everything as serious and just chilling out. There's no reason to worry about the the rounds at seven o'clock and be anxious about it tonight. It's one o'clock in the day. I'm chilling. You know, I think that's a valuable skill that we all, that helps us in all these things. I love it. Yeah. It's an excellent way to tie this one up. We've yeah. gone through it. Man, have. time flies. Time flies. A lot of good stuff today. It's good to be back recording. Um, yeah, I'm feeling better, and you're back in town. And uh, Man. <laughs> it's just <laughs> I kind of been back in town. A lot. Kind my, of. <laughs> my soul is still in Montana. Yeah. Um, yeah, we had a, we had such an amazing time up there, and a, and a lot of like the amazing stuff that happened was, I think, literally everything we kind of try to talk about in here. Man, it was just not worrying about being regiment and being too strict on training. We just moved. We shared information. We ate good food. We, um, you know, really worked on just being present and unselfish and being together for seven days. You know, like. Um, and then if you want some alone time, what does that turn into? That turns into like going off and reading a book and doing something. There's not a lot of, there's no world, but real world to get into. And so, um, it's, it's always good to get in those. And I know you get that a lot, like at the lake of just being able to be out there and kind of disconnect. Um, but man, I was very surprised at how much I needed it. You know, like it was, it was super good, but uh, it was really good to just see everybody come together and share information and um, realize that we're all doing, like I realized that we're all doing badass stuff. Even everybody that was like with us on the journey, like the Danny and Danny's wife and, and Lisa, like everybody, everybody had something to teach everybody. Like that's pretty cool. Like when you think about it, it's like we literally did learn from everybody. So was super valuable well i hope everybody takes that mindset into their everyday life um, be with people learn from everybody teach everybody and man let's uh stop arguing with each other online and interact with people in the real world mm -hmm. totally that's we the, need to that's the green shrink message today we need to yes Sounds good. Well, don't forget, head on over to the website, greenstrengthhq.com, and follow Coach Luke at greenstrengthiv on Instagram. Send him some messages, and we'll answer them right here on the Green Strength Podcast. Next time, we'll see you next week, Green Strength Podcast. Adios. Adios.